Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, the podcast where two men ask the follow-up question, well, okay, but what that hand do <laughs> my name is leo i'm joined by my beautiful co-host juice juice jackson i'm here in the flesh we're both in the flesh in front of the cameras and if you're just listening to this on audio check out patreon.com slash friendly sparring so you can see the cameras so you can see the cameras you can see us through the cameras you can see <laughs> that we're intoxicated you went from what I thought was a was a Mexican accent yeah. to the words of what I'm pretty sure is a Connor quote to then a GSP quote. So you went yeah, from like Mexican Irish GSP French. Yeah. yeah. Intoxicated. I am intoxicated. Well, but yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah, but what are you? You know, that's what exactly. I? I told Leo we're we were supposed to go on Sunday. Obviously, one of us couldn't make it. I. Oftentimes, guys, when it comes to any time anything getting pushed, when Juice has technical difficulties, it's me. I'm the technical <laughs> difficulty. Uh, yeah, I was I'm usually. Say it, but I'm, you said it. Uh, yeah, I'm like a world beater, so I just beat the world up. Now, I, I, I'm, I, that even I got, I got to go see my son in Massachusetts. I had just this past week. I was in Orlando. Uh, you can't use you know. the sun excuse this week. It was not. It was not him this yeah, week. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. The sun, but it was travel time, so um, yeah, I just yeah, couldn't. I couldn't get uh, an ability to kind of get away but here we are we're not gonna talk about it anymore and i quit oh. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> uh no but uh so does the just, ufc want to get dunked on or do I, they want to get dunked so on? i guess they're gonna guess. put together a fucking banger card on pay-per-view and then next week they're like here's the fucking you know what it reminds me of dude it reminds me exactly of what you said about Hollywood Boulevard on the weekends. You were like, yes. you were like on Friday and Saturday, it's like it fucking the boulevard gets fucked. Yeah. And it's good. And then on Sunday, it's like all the residual, the fall, the shame, the weird. Yeah. Wow. That was probably a what, terrible example. If you did that was you, a, I mean, it was a terrible example, but you know, to be honest with you, let's just make this whole entire show. Let's just call this show terrible example because. That card was terrible, and we're going to be terrible today. Yeah, this is terrible. We're going to match the, the energy of the card. Exactly. Yeah, you think which you're was, a good podcast? Nah. Yeah, which was terrible. Sorry. I mean, okay, but... Um, they had the audacity uh, to put that fight card together and think that people would like it. Uh, well, here's, here's what I told Leo as well. I was like, okay, upon further review, looking back at the card, there were some pretty nice moments. You know, had a couple good fights on the main card, a couple good fights in the prelims. When the main event was so trash and you had the coming right before that, they kind of ended weird. Plus, plus it, the night ended weird, so you had more time to, like, stew in your thoughts. I was like, this fucking fight card was bullshit. Yeah, it was, it was just a little... 
yeah, it was just a little lackluster for me. Um, like we, you know, we said a couple of good moments, interesting things to talk about, but it was pretty, pretty, pretty lackluster. But with that being said, uh, what was your uh, prelim choice? My prelim choice. You know, there was a whole lot of malarkey going on in the prelims. So I just decided to go with Jamie Malarkey versus Devontae Smith. Um, I believe it was Rhino that said this. I was listening to his show. He said it was a tale of two rounds. Someone said it anyway. Let's say it was Rhino, even if it wasn't. Yeah, well, let's give him credit. Basically, first round was all Devontae Smith, or not all, but mostly. Mm-hmm. He just kind of put it on him, and Jamie Malarkey just being tough as hell. To the point where I was worried about my pick. And I know I knew he's tough as hell. So I figured he would hang in there. But I was like, man, am I going to see this man get dog walked for three rounds? And then he was like, no, I'm not getting dog walked. And then he put it on. He fucking, he was like, I'm going to do the walking. And then he yeah. beat the shit out of Devontae Smith. Hit him, hit him with some nice leg kicks. And then he cracked him. The The replay should look, would look, should look like a cross landed like just on one side of the knuckle or something and mm-hmm. grazed his eye. And that kind of stunned him. And Jimmy was like, okay, I smell blood. Let's go. Let's get this motherfucker out of here. And he did. It was interesting in the post-fight interview was he was like, yeah, basically we, we knew he had one good round in him. So it was like, let's just get it out of him. Let's just empty the clip. And I was like, wow, the strategy really was to get your ass beat for that first five minutes. Apparently. Yeah, what a strange tactic. But hey, I mean, he wasn't doing nothing. He wasn't like Yo Romeroing it up there, like doing nothing. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, Yo Romero fans uh, say that he's a great fighter, which he's not actually. But anyways, uh, <laughs> Jamie Malarkey was firing back, but it looked like maybe he was do- using some feints and stuff to draw out Devonte Smith. You know, uh, using hindsight, like kind of looking back after the fact. So yeah, I thought it was great, great fight, great knockout. TKO. Amazing. TKO. Hey. Call the fight, you know it is. Know. Uh, but you know it was uh, doctor stoppage. Oh god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Break their legs. What, what, yeah. what if? What if? What if? Anytime someone was on the receiving end of a TKO, they'd be like, "Referee stoppage." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that makes a difference. Uh, yeah, the ref has corner to stop stoppage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch that fight, but your recap of it and talking about it sounds great. Okay, great. I love that. Yeah, but I did get a chance to watch the Douglas Silva de Andrade and the Gaetano Perriello fight. Did you though? I did. And by did you, you asked me what prelim I was going with, and I I said a bunch of words. I told you my anxiety was kicking in, and then I said, "Okay, maybe do this one." And then you said, "I'm going to do the Perello knockout." I was like, yeah. "You mean the man that was on the receiving end of that?" Knockout? Yeah, yeah, that's why, man. It was so beautiful the way he took the punch. <laughs> The way he was stunned, he was stunned to the ground. It was pretty you amazing. You see his head bounce off the canvas? Iconic. Yeah, and you know, I, I was actually talking with my dad and, and mom as they were um, as they were watching it with me this morning, and I was like, UFC, you know, obviously doesn't make any sense, never has made any sense, and uh, I was watching it backwards order, kind of, um, so I was watching, I watched the main event, uh, the, main, the main card, and then I watched this fight, and I was like, you know, it's, it's just weird to think that you know, there's so much that can happen in UFC. It's, I'm going to make a pretty broad statement here, but like, it's just crazy to think that like when things kind of get changed up and just, this is just a tangent that has nothing to do with um, Perillo. So, you know, just <clears throat> whole podcast, but uh, uh, I was just saying like, it's so strange to think that some fighters will fight uh, a certain type of fight, which obviously a lot of people feel is like striking is like the most um, entertaining 
But sometimes what will happen is, is that a clinch will happen and then it'll switch over to wrestling and then some transitions and moves will start to become more competitive. And that type of fight will become more interesting than them standing and striking. It's just, there's so many, or vice versa. It could go to the feet and then all of a sudden they're not striking anymore. And then it takes a while. It's just, it's just a wild thing. But with that being said, Pirello got knocked the fuck out. Uh, so, um, and, and it was on the, on the back end of a counter um because i think it looked like he was trying to to do a kick and just walked right into that um yeah so yeah i mean it was a good uh short fight um that's why i liked it the most um can i tell you something and uh what i didn't understand a word of what you just said oh about ufc i just yeah uh, yeah it it, it wasn't on you i think it's on me no, it's definitely on me. Uh, it, I just mean that um, it's a weird concept to think that the way that fights, the tides of fights go, it, you re, it's really a grab. It really is 100% a grab bag. Like, uh, well, yeah. Of, of excitement that uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, pretty much talk about it in the main card because we're going to get to it yeah. and it's going to be kind of reverse order. But I pretty much was talking about the... Um, the Sirkinov Joko fight. Um, oh, I was yes. talking about that. That like they're not really engaging, and then when they do engage in scrambling, it beca- it looks more exciting. You know what I mean? Like, but that's yeah. not how most fights. That's not how most exciting fights are. Well, yeah, that's kind of why. That's one of the things I like about MMA is because you have so many different stylistic matchups and possibilities in different ways. Whereas the fight can take place where it's like, let's say a sport like football. Like if you have uh, uh, two teams that are like one of them has a really good offense, that has a really good defense. It's going to be a fucking stalemate, yeah. And it's like boring as shit. But the the same is not true about fighting. It's like it, it could be different. I also wanted to say this about that uh, fight. Tell me if I'm wrong. Say it, true or false. Douglas Silva Diandragi looks like a frog on steroids. I'm not saying he's on steroids, but I'm saying you're saying he looks like a he's, he looks like a frog. Yes. On yeah, yeah, true. Hands down, true, true. <laughs> That's why I picked him. I was like, damn, this motherfucker looks like a frog. Honestly, ha- hands down, ass out, true. Hands down, ass out, true, 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 true. Yeah. And then uh, he he knocks him out, and starts crying, dude. I was like, I'm so in. And I know he's been yeah. fighting the UFC for a while. Like, I was thinking about uh, part of the reason why I was trying to make my pick. Um, I had to make sure that this fight was at Bantamweight because the last time I remember seeing him, he was in the cage with Henan Barao, who is a career Bantamweight, but they both fought at Featherweight and they gassed out bad. It was, oh man, it was harder. I was like, y'all are terrible at this stuff. It was not good. <laughs> Don't <laughs> like, get a better job. Just yeah. kidding. But I, it, it was not enjoyable. And uh, I was like, oh shit. And I had seen him. Yeah, I'd seen, I'd seen him fight a Bantamweight before, so I knew he could fight a Bantamweight. I'm like, okay, let's let's roll with that. So once I've c- confirmed it was a Bantamweight, I just, I thought, it's weird too, because like the, the finish was so exciting and like his energy was like so palpable and, and, and amazing. The fight right before the knockout or like up to like maybe 10 seconds before was not that exciting. Yeah. It was like that first yeah. round filling out right. process and then. Yeah, and that's also, you know, another thing about I mean, I'm I'm just pretty much grab bagging on like why that the 
you, we have always said on this podcast that the UFC doesn't make any sense. And like, it just goes to show of like trying to break it down as best you can of like, I was trying to tell, tell my mom about uh, that. It's, it is kind of weird to think that what's nice about it is that good. Um, what's nice is that everybody that's watching, usually there's a unanimous consensus of whether a fight is good or bad. Uh, now, granted, there are people who are incredibly like with a technical eye, you know, like, oh, this is why, you know, this fight was good. But an exciting fight to every human being is an exciting fight. There is 100%. no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Uh, so uh, there are levels of that, but like if it's like super exciting, you can't really, you can't really be like, oh, that was a like that was a fun fight. Technically, I could pick it apart, but just being entertained is is you know where it's at. And, and speaking of being note, and speaking of being you... entertained, let's talk about the shitty main card. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say on that note, if you think the fucking main event Walker versus Santos was exciting. Lose my number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's start. Let's start with that. That main card starter, um, Alexander, the kind of the mediocre Hernandez uh, against Mike Breeden. Um, God, I would fucking pay money to hear Bruce Buffer say that. Maybe I'll hit him up on cameo. Okay. Like, you can you do your normal intro for Alex Hernandez? But instead of saying the great, can you say the mediocre? Yeah, and then we just play that. Flying out of somewhere in fucking Texas, Alexander the Mediocre. I've decided, I've, I've decided that I'm I'm gonna get on board with your hate for a fighter, even though I don't understand it. And I oh, before we go any further, I don't want you to explain it. I'm gonna get on board with one of your fighter, one fighter that you dislike, but I don't want you to talk about it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna lay into him. So Alex Fernandez is that fighter for this week. Yep. So just, I'm just jumping on board because last week you said something about it and I didn't pay attention. And then this week I was like, all right. Yeah. Alex, yeah. The mediocre. Yeah. And because he won, fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. He didn't deserve that. Overturned. Mike Breeden should appeal. He should we're appeal the commission. We're going to get like, into that. I on think what someone, grounds? I think on someone asked the question. Oh, we we can't really get into it until we get into won. the forum, but you know, we're going to get into what happens later in the night yeah um I knew you know with that coming yeah. uh aggression i mean alex uh, alex just just he swarmed stun- him. yeah st- stunned him and then swarmed him um there was no way to kind of get out of that that situation short fight uh you know he looked pretty mediocre i mean it was a mediocre way to finish the fight so it was fine it was good good job on alex i guess we'll see what happens next for him and i, I guess mean, mike took the like fight on short notice cares. He was like, oh, I was supposed to fight. Blah, blah, blah. I want to run that one back or whatever. I, I couldn't even remember because I, I generally tune out when he speaks. I'm like, ah, he's probably flapping his gums. And then I realized he was explaining what I wanted to know, which is why he was he fighting Mike Breeden. And I kind of didn't even didn't even really register because he's fucking stupid. Yeah, he's stupid. Yeah. Don't say why, but yeah, he's stupid. Uh, yeah, let's... Um... <laughs> Let's go on to the second fight. Uh, Misha Serkanov versus what's his? How do you say his first name? Christoph Jukko. Um, Jukko. Pretty Yoko. Um, uh, Kogi truck. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good job. Um, uh, this yeah. one happened. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah. But but I will say I was telling I was texting Juice I was watching it. <laughs> This morning, and when the iPod happened, Juko was like, "Let's go!" And I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Wait, I forget. Did he get eye poked or he poked? He Misha? poked Misha, and then like, <laughs> I mean, like, and he was like, Misha was like, and then like, 
40 seconds into Misha, like clearing out, like Juka was like, let's go. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? I completely missed that. It, it was weird. I was like, what are you doing, Juko? You fucking weird oh guy. Oh, my God. I mean, congratulations on the win. But, I mean, honestly, could have scored that either way. Like, I, I have no yeah. idea. It, I mean, it was a split. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, just I felt like that was the right call. Like, I remember because I, I picked Misha to win. I remember being like. Uh, my boy's losing like most of that fight, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It, it, that fight happened. It was what he it had was. Some moments, like whenever he had top control, he was winning. But Jocko was able to reverse or get out most of the time. So, yeah, sucks to be Misha, and, and it super sucks too because I, I was listening to I think it might have been the co-main event Power Hour. It was, it was like this interview with Misha where he was saying how his whole plan, <laughs> like to be in the UFC, was to like okay let's try and make a run at 205 and if that fails i'll always have middleweight like that was his like trump card or whatever and it's like no you don't even have that you don't even have that yeah um yeah well that fight happened speaking because like he's probably one of the more like technical guys at 205 and so Mm -hmm. that was his advantage even though he didn't have the size advantage he had the technique as far as grappling goes anyway doesn't know shit about not doesn't know shit but he doesn't work his striking enough i feel um yeah yeah yeah, it was pretty, pretty un, un, um, uneventful. And 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 to say for for the next fight, even like Nico Price won. Uh, if if Nico didn't wrestle that first round, like uh, towards the end, yeah, uh, uh, draw. Yeah. Like I mean, it, yeah, exactly. Draw. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, granted, that's you know, it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, Dom from Fast and the Furious is. Uh, you know, mentality or not, but his motto is uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, by a quarter mile or a mile, winning is winning, <laughs> and also family. But yeah, but yeah, if Nico, like I said, if Nico didn't wrestle in the first round, it would have been uh, it could have gone either way <laughs> with Nico kind of edging out at the end, like as far as like significant strikes at the end, is what I saw the the thing, uh, the the graph but uh yeah that also like i said just happened all, all I, and and what's even worse is that it was average you know nico price and and cowboy you're just like let's you know it's gonna be violent yeah it wasn't but like yeah, there was a lot on this card of oh guaranteed violence and it not delivering dude there was a lot of that yeah and yeah it was I mean, we got was. to the third round we basically yeah. like at the, at, the, at the third round, they were like, okay, let's actually give the fans what they yeah, that's think true. of when they see our fights. And then basically, yeah. uh, you know. we're, we're going to get, we, we got one question about this and I guess, we I mean, about I five know. questions about it. About, Oh, really? The, the co-main. No, I mean, we have at least three. Two. I can tell you three. Okay. Well, and you know, what's funny too, is like two that are in the form. This is how much it was on everyone's minds and how crazy it was. The two questions that are in the form, I got two like just Twitter questions from the form and one DM question. The the two from the forum didn't mention their names at all. Oh, great. Well, then I guess we can just talk about it. So let's just shout out. Let's answer the person's first question, like the question about it. Every, okay. Whoever has this question in the forum, we're going to, whoever, who was it? Do you know? Do you have it up? You don't have it up? 
You just want me to do it right now? We're just going to bring yeah, it because, right now? Because if two other people ask the question and they didn't leave their names and we have one person, we're going to talk about it right now. No, I'm saying like they didn't even name like Kevin or Kyle. Oh, yeah. They just talked about the, the, the thing. Uh, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to skip the question in the forum because, because we're going to talk about it right now. All right. I don't know about that, but let's, let's, let's definitely talk about something and what, what happened in the fight. What was crazy is like Kyle Dalkus was having some success mm-hmm. and Kevin Holland looked like he was sort of defending you know, defend. He was <laughs> defending well enough. And like, he was even like doing his normal bullshit of like talking to the commentators. He was like, yeah. getting better, right? DC or whatever. I was like, okay, man, maybe shut the fuck up. You're in a fight. Um, and there was a clash of heads. He goes down. Big yeah. Dan rushes in, like he's gonna stop the fight or intervene in some in some way. Kevin recovers immediately, so he's like, "Oh, okay, wait." And that's where chaos ensued because that allowed the fight to progress. And and he was still, I don't want to say concussed, but he was still like of conscious out, mind. He was he was out of it. Yeah, it was well, but he was also defending. But that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's kind of. Yeah, the wishy-washy part of it is time. I I was at I was at Disney World <clears throat> with Dave. We were watching it um, while the fireworks show was going on because I don't care about fireworks. No, I'm just kidding. I definitely would. <laughs> but it was right before it was right before the fireworks were going off, and I had to rewind it because me and Dave were like, "What?" Because it froze, and then we went back, and then all of a sudden, all the cameras were on Joe. I mean, on um, Herb and um, uh, Big Dan. And then I was like, "Okay," and then it was like, "Oh, no contest." Then me and Dave went back and watched it again, and it's a minute from the head clash to the submission. It's a minute. Yeah, so I've never feeling like it was more than just a few seconds. That's our problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to really explain what happened. I don't really know how to explain. Yeah, uh, Here, here's my biggest take... thing with it. Okay, mm. I text T Cross. Our friend, who is a certified MMA ref, while this was happening, I was like, "Hey man, are you watching the fights?" Because usually some something like that happens. He'll text me. I was like, "Oh shit, maybe he's not even watching." I text him. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, what's going on?" I was like, "Was that?" He was like, "Nope, hundred percent the right call." I was like, "It looks bad, but that was the right call." And what what I more think is is the problem is that this is a, a, having live replay where they can actually because instant replay has been around a couple of years where they've instituted, but it's always like only in a finding sequence. Like basically that moment on the old rules would have been like big Dan stops it. Like, wait, wait, wait. And then they would have looked at the footage like, Oh, it was accidental. All right, let's make it a no contest. This is live. So they're reviewing it while it's going on, but they're trying to find it. And then chaos is happening and an actual finish happens that warrants, you know, big Dan stepping in. So he stops the fight. Which is which is crazy to think, and and, and there's a, been a lot of debate about this, but I kind of tend to side with the with what happened, which is like it's it's a, a no contest. I mean, it's definitely a fugazi kind of thing, and that's usually where a no contest comes into play. And and, and that sounds sounds super generic, like you got to be specific when it comes to certain things. But like the fact that the the beginning of the sequence started with an illegal move. That was unintentional means no contest. And I, and I know it's just, it's, it's hard, like with, with time pass, listen, if the whole round had happened, like if, if it got to the end of the round and then they would have stopped the fight, yeah. I probably would have had a problem with that. 
because it's like i don't know man it's hard it's hard it's hard because how a clash of heads is bad and it's a, but like how do you how do you mark a you know like a flash knockdown it's not it's not like he's not it's not like he's not defending himself for a full minute after it happens you know what i mean like i understand that he's out of it i i i understand that part of it i just mean that the time that's passing between the concept of what's happening it's not like he gets his wits it's not like his wits are gone completely like it was a full night he it's a flash knockdown of an illegal thing that happened granted sure but like i said the the minute itself he's he's defending himself all right let's change the context okay let's say it's not a clash of heads well let's say it's someone you like (laughs) forget that because the no contest benefits kevin holland no i know that Let's say it's a groin strike. Okay. Let's say a kick lands. Kyle Dawkins threw a kick, land on the groin. Kevin maybe doubled over, but he didn't stop the fight. Dan goes motions because apparently he did some sort of motion where he's like, "Okay, I want to review that. Let's review the replay." Uh huh. Uh huh. They're reviewing it. Kyle swarms him. The same amount of time goes by. Then he gets a submission. And by that time, they have the footage queued up and they're they're talking over with the commission and talking with Mark Radner. Herb Dean is involved and they say, it's a no contest. What do you think? Kyle Dacus won. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That That's still what you think for, for what actually happened? For a gro- Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a minute. For I disagree. Like I said, I just, it's, it's, it's too long of a time. I understand that you're on about your wits, but the stuff that happened, we've seen way worse stuff in the, in the actual octagon outside of what was happening with Kevin Holland. I mean, we're talking like, you know, bones breaking, leg snapping, instantly stopping fights, but we've all seen flash knockdowns too. It's not, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but is it illegal? It's just, it's, it, it, Head clashes are unfortunate circumstances that do happen unintentionally on both parts, right? Sure. Right? But Kyle Dawkins didn't hit. But, but no, because, because at the end of the day, when, kick, when kicks happen, as you know, as the warning comes in the back of anything that happens, you are in control of your weapons. Sure. Absolutely. But groin kicks do happen. It was an accidental thing that did happen. And it ended up in a flash knockdown. But after it was done, Kevin Holland got up and was defending himself from the situation for a full minute. There was there was uh, there was position changes. There was a full of the chaos ensued. But I will tell you that inside that chaos, it wasn't just swarm choke. It was move. Get off of me move intelligently defending myself standing up moving full wits about it so that's that's my only thing that's that's how that's how i can't i can't it's too long of a time for me for them to do what they did because like i said the strike itself wasn't illegal it's the head strike um heads clashing of heads is not illegal it is an unfortunate circumstance it, it is illegal 
It can be but, deemed whether it's accidental. You can deem a, a groin kick accidental. Whose fault is it? Well, that that's the point. There isn't really fault to assign. But how is that possible? Do you understand what I'm saying? How can something be illegal if no one is responsible? It's just it's kind of like a car accident concept, right? Both legal, but you have to find out who's at fault, right? At some point, correct? I don't know if that uh, analogy works here. I think we should move on because there are like I didn't even read read any of the, the forum questions about it. We're going to be talking about this all all day, and okay. clearly we're on very opposite sides of this, and it's going to make this podcast very uncomfortable. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like, right Kev, I mean, Kevin Holland should, you know. Well, we can all agree this. Let's just agree on this. I, I can tell you this. After Kevin Holland had the got concussed by Kyle Dawkins intentionally hitting him in the head with his head, um, uh, he became a superhero and starts fighting crime. Oh my God, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny. Like there's there some <laughs> there were very, some people were divided about it. Like, oh, he's a snitch, huh? Like it's like. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh man. Now nah, you're cool, dude. Carry on with your business. What the hell? Uh well, Pam. Um yeah, so that was it was a you know, it was interesting. I, I mean I mean, obviously they're gonna run it back. It's you know gonna be um a very interesting situation when they I run wanna, it. Back. I wanna end on this. Uh, I wanna read that I was trying to pull this up earlier. But I want to end on um, just this moment. We'll move on to that trash main event. But this is what I was texting T Cross. <laughs> oh boy! I was like, "What's?" Up? He said, "What's up?" I said, "That clash of heads with Holland and Dawkins was weird." He said, "Oh yeah, that was awful, but they handled it exactly correctly." I said, "I think so too." In hindsight, but it was wild at first. Ideally, it would have gotten to the point. It wouldn't have gotten to the point of a choke, but what are you going to do? He said, yeah, Dan stepped in to stop it, but once Holland was recovered right away, it's a tough spot. But going to replay and ruling no contest is the absolute right decision. And that's kind of where, like, when we were talking about, because I, I didn't know how to feel at first. And then I was talking about him. I was like, yeah, no, I kind of agree. Um, yeah. But but let's hold any, any, any further discussion on this one, because like I said, there's a few questions about it. Well I, well, I know who agrees with me, and John Anik agrees with me, so. Okay. That's all it matters. Great. That's fine. John. Uh, yeah. Oh, you, know who also, you know who also agrees with all of us? You know who agrees with us about this main event? John Anik? Shit, main event. Oh, my God, dude. That was so fucking bad, dude. How about Kavanaugh in, like, between the third and the fourth round, or the fourth and fifth, one of the later rounds, where he's like, Perfect. You know exactly where you want them. Just yeah. point. Just keep fight. doing what you're doing. Yeah. Just keep keep outpointing him. Keep uh, keep outpointing him. First of all, he's not outpointing him. Secondly, that's not advice. <laughs> keep outpointing him. Not like you're not. Faint move and <laughs> just oh God, just keep dude. the points adding up. Yeah. Keep yeah. Keep the points adding up. Hey, you know how Johnny Walker, Johnny fucking walker racks up points with flying knees and spinning elbows and all kind of weird shit not yeah. fucking faints dude yeah <laughs> i was telling juice in, in the fourth round i was listening to commentary and dc was like yeah not a yeah there's a lot that's gonna be decided in the fifth round because this is not a very exciting fight and i was like damn fucking calling him out i mean you have to call it like you see it yeah because it, it, it's just everybody's expecting so much so like there was a lot of i will tell you it, it, uh behind any sort of like there was there wasn't a lot of combos so behind one punch like in 
all the rounds, especially in the, I think it was in the fifth when um, Tiago got him just with a clean right. Um, yeah. It was like one big, like, oh, but Johnny was like, okay. And I was like, all right, I guess. Yeah. And then there it was one point where, where Tiago landed a head kick on Johnny Walker. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, more of that. Let's do more of that. And never. And never more. And he didn't. And like they, they were saying how Tiago is a kind of fighter that he has to be in a firefight. And when you don't do like, if you make him go first, he's going to not fight well or not, not, not fight well. Obviously he won the fight, but like, he's not going to do his normal Chago Santos shit. He's not going to mm-hmm. fucking Maheta Chago Maheta Santos. Hey, listen to me. Chago Maheta. It's a double R in the middle in Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese anyway. Maheta. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do we need to say anything more about this fight? It was no, just uh, what's next for Santos? Nobody cares. Uh, a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So happy for them. Cute ass couple. Um, yeah, great. Definitely, they're gonna have the cutest babies. I mean, at least the one. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, can't wait yeah, for that. Uh, Other than that, don't 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 fight anymore. Yeah, both of them. I just don't like. I don't get another. It's honestly, it's literally this. Get a more exciting fighter on either side of the ring from both of them, and yeah. we can figure this out. <laughs> Yeah, Don, or, Johnny Walker. Know, get Ke- get Kevin out of your corner. I don't and, know. And you know what, dude? That's probably not going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. Because he fucking proposed to an Irish girl. He moved there oh, to, yeah, yeah. Just to train at SPG, and he fucking fell in love with an Irish girl. Of all of all the coaching <laughs> to go to, which now, not matter. If now, I'm, Ireland, of, I'm I, telling you right now, I'm falling in love with an Irish girl. Yeah, of course. But I just mean like of all the coaches to go to at this point. At this point, I know. And SP, to, like, SPG, he, he's been to know, train in Russia. His brother still lives there. And it's funny they did the same thing. His, his brother, he was. I was listening to his interview with Ariel the the week of the fight. He was his brother went to Russia to train. Also fell in love with a Russian girl. Is <laughs> marrying her. It's like, hey man. Anyway, go train with bad, the fucking Dagestanis or something. Bad card, but next week's card looks pretty. I fucking, I fucking hope so. Let's pull it up. There's right a couple, so but have some for me, lighting. it looks it looks unimpressive enough to me that I think it's going to be a banger. So here's hoping. Okay. Here's hoping it's one of those. Here's hoping it's one of those. Leo takes over Twitter nights. Um, because that that <laughs> card was so. that, that card was fucking fire as hell. Phil Hawes versus Duran yeah. Wynn, good. Yeah. Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez, good. Randy yeah. Brown, Jared, good. It's like three. It's all good stuff. Are... Tim Elliott is fighting. He's always must see TV. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's enough under the radar for me that I'm like, okay, like, but that's, what's so beautiful about the sport. You can't, you just never know. So Alexander Romanov is fighting the thick King. All right. This is going to be a great card next week. Thick King. This matches this Ooh. concludes our recap of the fight. You guys all know bad ending, bad taste, but let's get us moving to the forum. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to fulfill my promise that I said. I don't know if I said this on air. I'm going to, we're going to take a break so I can grab another beer. Yeah, here we go. And we are back. Before we get into the forum, Leo. 
I want to put out a little call to action uh, for any anyone that um, makes music because I recently been wanting to give our podcast like a new sound, little shake up, little shake up. If you listen to the free audio version, you're probably as sick of the intro uh, as I am. We want some cool music to fucking drop in the intro. And specifically, I also want the transition music that you just heard um, on the audio that goes from the fight recap to the forum. I want to um, showcase some talent from, from MMA Twitter or any, anyone that's listening. If you, if you make some music, send me your shit. And if I like it, I'm not saying, you know, anyone that sends it, we're just going to put it on there. If I like it, I'll, I'll put it yeah. on there. Yeah, we got it. You got it. I'm not saying I'm bet. a super snob, by the way. I do like, I do have a wide taste in music, but I just don't want to like. I'm just putting that out there as a caveat in case it does suck. He, yeah, and he or, wants. Or if it's super that, long, I'm not, I don't really want to like trim it down. That's true. Um, he, he also uh, he wants to it to speak to our, um, you know, our personalities. Exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. You guys know what this type of podcast is. You know what type of music we listen to. Yeah, you know what this is. You know what it is. Yeah. But for both and, and remember the the transition music you know i mean it's pretty it's essentially a jingle kind of i remember talking to the guy but like a, that made a shout jingle. out to the homie uh ill will ill resolve um he was talking about making some stuff and i was like yeah you know i really wanted to like get some transition music and i was thinking of the forum i kind of named it after the forum in inglewood and how it mm-hmm. looks like the fucking coliseum and i always imagine like something triumphant so he yeah. literally wrote, wrote the track is called Triumph. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's like, I want to like fucking trumpets, like, like something like that. Um, but he came up with something dope. I just, I've been, I've been hearing it a lot. And I'm like, you know, it's not, it's, it's not for a little refresh. I wouldn't even mind like, re- like, you know, a few different ones. Like if people send it, we'll shout you out whenever we put it on the, um, oh yeah, please, the podcast. Please. So we are, we are all open ears. So, so open. Without further ado, said, let's start with our Patreon patrons. Um, I actually want to get it, get one in real quick because it was kind of late from last week, um, and I, I don't want to forget it before the fucking app crashes again. It's a rare Instagram question. It's from our homie Shane Tara, longtime friend of the podcast. Used to send in like eight questions a week, and I would play every single one of them, dude. I would, I would play every single one. Um, his question says, is Ortega going to be this fight generation's Joey B getting lots of title shots, but never winning a title. And you know, what's crazy. I don't know if we even referenced this on the, on the podcast last week, Leo, we may actually, we may have some, so I think someone in the forum mentioned that or compared him to like Holly Holm. And then I was listening to the co-main event uh, and uh, Weird, weird and fastest there. I listened to the Coman Event podcast. They compared it to like Alexander Gustafson. Like, just so happens to be, I think that one's actually kind of the more perfect one uh, because he just so happens to be in the era where the two greats of that era, in, in Gus's case, Jones and DC, it's like Gus is beating everybody else, can't beat uh, John Jones and can't beat DC. And yeah. that's like Ortega, like Max and Volk are fucking right there. Yeah, for me, and I feel really bad. I feel, I feel like um, another person that that's coming down that that pipeline right now, especially with the the fight announced, is Dan Hooker. 
Oh, shit. I, uh, yeah, he just happens to be around when, you know, Dustin, Justin Gaethje and um, Charles Oliveira are up at the top. You know what I mean? Like, oh, man, God damn. Did you, guys, did you see? You think the, he's going to beat Islam? Oh. Uh, <laughs> Dave, me and Dave were talking about this and I was like, Dan, but Dan, Dan, ugh, it's hard to say. I, I give him more of a chance good. on a full camp. He did pretty good in uh, in this last fight on the ground. With that being said, Makachev's ground game is superior. But I don't know. I think I think Dan can. I think Dan can get some shit on him. So we'll see. I mean, I mean, Islam he, is okay. not Habib. Islam has no. been finished before. One hundred percent. You know, so I will tell you that if Dan wins, guys, that microphone's gonna fucking explode. Not only is the microphone gonna explode, your pants are gonna explode. Dude. I feel like your timeline's gonna explode. You're gonna think well, you everyone's again. gonna everyone's gonna be like, you know, Dan is is slowly becoming this generation's Paul Felder. He's slowly becoming like a like an Irish dragon. Yeah. No, I mean, just like rep- reputation-wise, he's just starting to become, he- he's becoming one of the fighters that everyone's like, oh, yeah, he doesn't say no. And that's that's a great reputation to have as a fighter. Um, it is. Even <clears throat> specifically in his case, he like was like a day before it got announced that he was going to fight Islam, he was on the Schmo Zone podcast. First mm-hmm. of all, terrible name. Secondly, the Schmo sucks. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, he when he i mean obviously it's like a, a podcast but if it's a video he puts it on youtube or whatever probably like a video version that i saw floating around the timeline he's not in the fucking suit he's not in the fucking yellow glasses he drops the character using his real voice and i was like i don't like this yeah like, as much weird. as i hate the schmo i, I dislike the guy the, i hate the consistent <laughs> i hate the inconsistency exactly exactly well Bro. anyway brian ortega absolutely is the joey b the yeah. alexander gustin the holly home of this era nailed it uh, yeah, of that division because like, it's not like he's not giving people wars exactly the and best like, wars those are his only losses is, is to max and, and Volk. <clears throat> like you put someone in front of brian ortega that isn't a world champion like he's gonna beat him he's gonna find a way even if he loses for 14 minutes and and 59 seconds that last second he's gonna wrap a fucking guillotine and, and you're gonna tap like yeah well or not tap i mean if you're volk you're not but as yeah, i'm saying like tap. anyone else <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah thank you for the question yeah thank you shout out to shane Tara. you guys should go follow his youtube actually his youtube he posts and it's like it's disrupt media, D I S hyphen R U P T. He will fucking. Oh, there's a new one. I'm just going to click on it so he gets the views before I can watch it again. Oh, almost played it on the fucking podcast. Um, he does like, he does like cop watching videos. So he lives in San Diego and he'll mm-hmm. like fucking troll the cops. Like he'll, he'll go live on Instagram and record mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. cops just like illegally parked doing fucking nonsense or whatever. He's like, hey, what's up? The law and the law. The law and the law. Fucking it. Gotta love Shane Tara. All right, let me pull up the fucking Patreon forum. 
First one is from our girl, the filthy casual. She says, I can't figure out why anyone would want to have their camp at SBG. Is John Kavanaugh always going to be a one-hit wonder? Was he ever a good coach? And I think you know you know the answer. <laughs> and it sucks too because obviously we've said in the past, like you know, we were fans of Connor when he was at Featherweight, like that that legendary run until he started being fucking piece of shit and just being all crazy. And now he's not winning fights, even sadder. I used to like John Kavanaugh's interviews. Yeah. Once Connor lost to Nate, he started to be a little crazy. Like the 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 veil started to fall, started to crack, and then it just became like now I, I look forward to skipping them. I look forward to skipping them. He literally was like, he says the most asinine things. And like like when 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 Connor lost to, to Dustin back in January in the, the second fight, he's like, Oh, we're hoping he gives us the rematch. We gave him the rematch five years ago at a different weight class. Like you're so fucking stupid. And then Ariel's like, oh yeah, would you want it to be for the title? I was like, yeah, that's what we're thinking. Like, you don't fucking deserve that. That's just just absolute works. nonsense. And and the fact that like, oh yeah, we were just training boxing. Now we're going to train MMA. Are you kidding me? Johnny Walker, uh, why did you go there? <laughs> I'm the, so um, mad, who, dude. Who's uh, who's Izzy coach? Who's Izzy, Izzy's coach again? And, uh, and Eugene Bull. Bearman. Ooh, imagine yeah. if Johnny Walker went with the fucking city kickboxing yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, coming. Enough, Eugene Eugene Bearman's kind of had some interesting, like strange interviews. But the problem, but but well, the he's thing still is, a fucking world class coach. And his stable is good. His stable exactly. is not one his record person. Is good. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. So, and we, which is the, even stranger to think because he keeps a tight circle. It's just that circle yeah. is full filled with killers because yeah. he's a fucking world class coach. Yeah, and I remember seeing like with Eugene. I don't know honestly because I've criticized him before too. I'm like, come on, like you sometimes the the things he says make it hard to be an Izzy fan. Like it just mm-hmm. it just isn't right. And then he was recently asked, uh, and when I say recently, this is probably like six months ago, but he was asked. I think it was like the submission radio guys, Australian guys. And it was like, it's like, do you, do you think Robert Whitaker is next? And he's like, Oh, am I giving a real answer or a troll answer or something like that? I was like, Oh, you son of a bitch. Like, you know what you're doing. So, so there's that, but yeah, John Kavanaugh is a fucking idiot, dude. Yeah. It's weird. Keep out pointing him. Yeah. That's, that's, you're certainly right. That certainly is not advice. It's terrible advice. And like whenever, whenever James Krause is, uh, whenever James Krause is cornering a fighter, whenever one of his fighters fights, Mm -hmm. if, and this is quite frankly, happens often, if they're losing, (laughs) but going into the third round, if like they lost the first two rounds, he'll say like, you need to finish here. And T Cross always texts me, that's such fucking terrible advice. And I'm like, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's at least advice. Like, that's at least being honest with them. That's at least honesty. John Kavanaugh can't say that he's honest. He's a fraud. It's it's different. Well, it's it's just a different way of like, it's just too, first of all, it's too general. Like, you need to finish, you're behind, turn the jets on, let's go. Put put your effort in. I understand that. I get it. Like technical wise, but saying get more points. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, what dude. kind of what kind of fucking video game is this? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Get more points. Like, what you want me to just keep 
just hitting him in the arm. Like what? What are you, John? Johnny, listen to me. Just just land more punches. Just yeah. Hit and don't get hit. Can you do that for me? Just 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 slip and counter. Like yeah, that's no, obviously. dude. Um, yeah. So anyway, and I love even yes. I, I I don't know the gentleman's name because it's not Owen Roddy. It's like some some other gentleman that was like this bald dude that was like mm-hmm. trying trying to talk to him. Like John Kevin, I would say some wild shit, and at the end he would say, "Okay, look for the one too." Like he would come in there. It's it's so it's so yeah. wild. Sometimes you gotta you know try to save the trash. And like thinking about like how the veil has fallen with him. Go back and listen to the fucking corner audio from the Mendez fight. When Connor fought uh, Chad Mendez, Connor's doing something, and fucking John Kavanaugh goes, "Skill, Connor, skill." Mm. Hey, man, what the fuck is that? Super Indeed. generic. Indeed. And I mean, uh. there's always this debate where, like, and 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 fighters who are like active on Twitter that are like on the regional scene or whatever, they're like, "You don't know what's going on between them and their coach. Like, you you don't know what kind of uh, code they have or whatever." It's like, hey, man, I know what keep out pointing him means and that's not it yeah yeah certainly not no code <sighs> there yeah no code. anyway that's code yeah, for i'm probably. a terrible coach yeah we don't know why johnny walker's there he needs to go somewhere else yeah. probably yeah, especially john cabin yeah, fraud yeah, yeah. yeah especially after last night's performance there's no reason he shouldn't be there's no reason there's no reason um thank you filthy God, I just love that. thanks filthy um next uh question on the patreon forum is uh, from jimmy the drunk it says after it's all over which number will be greater john jones mugshots or Oliver's children wait a minute i think i think someone in the in the twitter forum said this too uh i think john i think jimmy the drunk might have said this first i'm not sure i'll have to check the time stats but that's wild because it's so unique and such a good such a good burn um I'm going to say John Jones mug shots just because, and I don't know if he's well, had one, but there was no, a quote I, that they said where Alex Oliveira was like, Oh yeah. Get a vasectomy. Well, also for me, um, John Jones is like out and about now. Like, right. so yeah. Uh, are there going to be more headshots? Absolutely. Like there's Absolutely. no doubt about it. Mug like shots, not there's headshots? no, huh? M- mug shots. Huh? You're like, are there going to be more headshots? Well, I mean, they could be his headshots. <laughs> yeah, they could be playing playing a victim. Uh, victim. Imagine if he fuck? tries a to fucking... make a transition to acting and he yeah. sends in a fucking mugshot as a headshot. He's like, I have some experience. Hi, my name is John Jones. I'm represented by William Morris Endeavor. Oh well, fuck. I'm six oh, foot yeah. four, two hundred five pounds, and I'll be reading for the role of. MMA fighter number two. There's my resume and my headshots. I'm open. And a copy of my Netflix queue. <laughs> copy of my Netflix queue. Do you remember that and from Mascot? <laughs> yeah, and my, uh, yes. <laughs> and my, uh, Sean Conroy, dude. <laughs> yeah, and my, um, and my, and my wife uh, kissing me, very scared. Yeah, Here, here's Girlfriend, an Instagram whatever. post of me bench pressing to the tune of you got a friend in me. Imagine, imagine they made a musical of John Jones' life, <laughs> and instead of writing original music, they just use the fucking all the bullshit songs he's ever fucking 
used raw like, like that. Like, <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. It's definitely gonna be John Jones mugshots. Yeah. Yeah, because because think about it. Even if Alex Oliver did get the vasectomy, you only have so much seed. He's gonna reach a point where he's gonna be shooting blanks. John Jones. Oh. Always I mean, is going to have the possibility of getting arrested. I don't, know if you know, I don't know if you know how the human anatomy works. I understand that, but like he could, he could have a lot of seeds, dog. He could, he could have a lot of seeds. He, he probably has a lot of seeds. He, probably, he has. probably has. I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of legitimate children that he's named, but there's probably oh, three extra. Fuck, dude. <laughs> probably, I mean, there's definitely three extra somewhere. Yeah. So. Wow. But but still mugshots. Can you imagine if Alex Oliveira retires from fighting, opens up a gym, and in like 10 years, a little boy wanders in. Are you my daddy? Uh, one little boy. Well, how about a whole fucking baseball team walks in? Yeah, a whole fucking baseball team. We've been collectively trying to look for our dad and playing baseball all over Brazil. We're trying to find him. We got matched on 23andMe when we submitted our DNA results. Turns out we all have the same daddy. And we've been looking for him for a while. So, anyways, you want to play baseball with us? What the hell? No, but I'll teach you jujitsu. And and how to jujitsu? Kind of, kind of exciting, but not really. Anyway, yeah, uh, not really. All right. Well, well, great question. Yeah, great question from Jimmy the Drunk. Oh yeah, yeah. Now we got a couple of voice questions to play, Leo. Yay. Let's hear them. What, are we going to hear them? Oh, maybe. Huh? I don't know. Bob's your uncle, as they've said. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I've, I've heard it a bunch of times, and I've always wanted to wonder what it meant. It's a, Dude. It is a interesting American colloquialism. I can't wait to play this first question. This is from our boy T-Cross. That I mentioned at least five times now in this episode. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, interesting question. Um, a lot of people have asked if you had to pick one fight to show your friend to get them into MMA, which fight would you choose? And everybody picks, you know, the Robbie versus Rory's, the Clay Guidas versus uh, Diego Sanchez, you know, Hendo versus Shogun, the, the stand up, knockdown, drag out wars. Um, but for me now, the new answer is Volkanovsky versus Ortega. It had stand up, it had wrestling, clinch, grappling, crazy exchanges, scrambles. It literally had everything. It that might have been the highest level mixed martial arts fight I've ever seen. But for somebody who doesn't know MMA, do you think they'd be able to appreciate that fight as much as us, or do you need to really know Brian Ortega? to understand how impressive what Volkanovsky did in that third round. Thanks guys. Love you. I love that ending. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I don't know if you want to go first and then you can go I just, first. I've been, I was talking about this dude when he sent it in, I was like, I'm so hyped to answer this question for a couple of reasons. First of all, just to quickly answer his question at the end. I do think, first of all, if people want to make that the new fight that like, Oh yeah, show this to your friends. If you want to get him at MMA perfectly fine with that let's have that be the fight i also do think that it would translate even if you don't know really jujitsu or, or have context for brian ortega and, and what he's what he's doing like 
a man is getting strangled. Like he was, he was in, he was mounting him and had a mounted guillotine. Like, yeah, just I'm pretty sure people see his, his head face going. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're like, Oh shit. That's fucking impressive that he's not dying. Yeah. Uh, like it, if anything, it might be more impressive if they don't know, you know what I mean? Like it might be like for us, like I was thinking, Oh, it's tight. But also like, I know he could tap or, or whatever. If he goes to sleep, like if someone doesn't really know MMA, they're like, Holy shit. They're probably adrenaline's racing. I was thinking about this question for a law a long time, dude. And I was I was texting him about it. I want to I want to read my thoughts. I want to read another text exchange from him. I was like, your question got me thinking. People throw that question out there often, like, oh, what what would you show your friend to get them into MMA? But has anybody ever tried it? Because I legit had a whole show dedicated to that. Mixed martial opinions with uh, me with me and Dotson I would show him old fights I would show him I was I didn't just show him barn birds like we, we talked about other random stuff and then specific fights but I showed him a whole time I showed him the whole main card of UFC 199 he watched UFC 1 he watched the whole first season of tough bones versus Gus 1 and a bunch of others did not sway him I think by the end he got a little bit more of an appreciation for MMA but he definitely was like not he didn't change the fact that he hasn't really watched the fights other than the time you went to his house and, and they were on, like you made him mm-hmm. watch. He hasn't really. I think, and I, I haven't even thought about it like this way until the way he framed his question. I think the answer to that question of what fight would you show your friend to get them an MMA? I think it depends on the friend. I think you have to have a lot like a not a specific like playlist or whatever like i think you just have to have like a log of fights in your mind of what kind of fights because i honestly think if if like let's say a friend is maybe watches boxing or muay thai or kickboxing or some sort of strike and they get the striking and they're like okay i should only mma like their striking isn't as polished as what i'm used to and i don't understand grappling like what why is that it's kind of boring show them demetrius johnson versus ray borg all the fucking wild scrambles, the crazy submission at the end, like that's the fucking fight to show that person. Or if someone is like only a wrestler, only a jujitsu practitioner, maybe show them a killer stand-up fight or show or show them something like Volk Ortega that has like a blend. You know, like I, I really think like it's not going to just take one fight. It's going to take a few and you might, and it might, it, that answer is going to change depending on the friend. And if you know you have a friend that's like more, like I don't want to say like sensitive to violence or whatever, but someone who doesn't really like the violent aspect, show them something like, like Holly versus Misha, where it's like a technical match, but it's exciting as well. Like something like that. That's mine. That was mine. Okay. Well, I, uh, but, but to yeah. piggyback off what you said, you have any more to say? More no, to say? I mean, I probably do, but it's not going to um, be coherent to, to piggyback off of that. Um, what you're saying is, I think it depends on the friend. MMA is so, it is amazing. Complex. You know, we, as we know, we you know we wouldn't have a, you know we wouldn't have the show if we didn't think it was. But um, it's all it's incredibly circumstantial, uh, and the only reason why Holly and and uh, Misha is my choice is not. For what well, it is technical, it was. I mean, and I'm sure everyone who went back and watched it after the needle moving from both sides was pretty impressive. Like, everyone was like, Oh, like Holly definitely won round one, or, or Misha definitely won round two. Like, it was definitely like just like a back and forth. 
um, up until the choke. And uh, environment-wise is what made that fight a banger for me. It's what it's stuck in my mind because I've, I've already said this on the podcast before it, 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 seeing people that ha- before like walking around, like having no interest at, at this Dave and Buster's like, you know, like see peeking in and watching the fight and being interested in it and like kind of staying longer was the, was the most interesting thing to watch is that it, it's what makes MMA so exciting is that like they, they had not, they are, they're cold. They're walking into Dave and Buster's like, oh, I can't wait to play like fucking blasters or whatever, like fucking cum blasters or whatever it's called. Um, you know, and then they just, they look up at the screen and then all of a sudden they're entranced. They're like, oh my God, I've had the old bull. Now I want this young cat. Um, so grabs him by the wiener. Yeah. And that's, I think it's purely circumstantial. Uh, you know, it is, I mean, you could get someone. Yeah. We, we got, I personally got into MMA from Connor's 14 second knockout. Everything before that fight, I was like, the camaraderie was fine. But the way the entire bar exploded from just the knockout, I was like, oh, cool. And then Misha and Holly piggybacked on the environment to make me be like, okay, when it's exciting, everybody knows it. There is yep. no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There is no, there, there are levels of people who are, who are tacticians who love to break it apart and their whole life is based on that. I am personally not one of those people, but it is, it is an ir- it is, there is no way to quantify um, certain things, but there is a way, like certain, certain fights, but there is a way to say, oh, that's an exciting fight or that's not an exciting fight. Yeah, it just and as human beings, we're like, oh, okay, like I fucking want to keep watching. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. Like this is fucking interesting. Um, so that's why, like I said, it's circum MMA is so circumstantial to me, um, because you know, I mean, fucking Stipe and Ganu won, guys, right? Yeah, and that fight is only was only super interesting to mma fans but if you go back and watch that fight and you don't have any mma knowledge it just looks like stipe's running the entire time and that's it dodging Not necessarily but i mean like well, he's taking him down from us but you got me thinking if you wanted to get someone into heavyweight mma specifically or or mma through the heavyweights and you had a couple fights to show them, you could show them like maybe three of Ngannou's fights prior to that, like the Overeem fight or the Arlovsky mm-hmm. fight where he's knocking him out in like 30 seconds or whatever and be like, oh my God, this dude is absolutely terrifying. And then show him again with Stipe, who's a smaller guy. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill this guy. See him survive that first round and then just take him down and, and absolutely ragdoll him. That's the fucking way. Yeah, because because like I said, it was yeah, it was so everyone, everyone. I was like this the entire fight. I was like, the first round, you're just like <laughs> every time and got a swinging. You were just like, okay, okay, Steve, just you got <laughs> you gotta just move out just, of the way, just and, survive. Yeah, I I I I don't think there was any MMA fan at that time that was like, okay, okay, like <laughs> okay, here we go, like, and I was like, 
the whole time I was like, okay, this is, I'm, my heart's racing. Cause it's, it was, I, Angani was just tearing through everyone before that. So that's why I mean. it's, it's all purely a circumstantially, like it's so, it's a weird thing to hook people onto of like mixed martial arts and, and still, and even without that, even from a technical standpoint, the, the needle moving of the Misha and Holly fight is it, it kind of, it does go everywhere. It's a mostly striking fight, but you know, it's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, T-Cross. I want to move on now to Rhino's question. Our boy Rhino from the combat sports with Rhino. You should check out his podcast with, um, I've dubbed him blonde Habib. His actual nickname is JSP, Jonathan Pierce. Great interview. Here is his question. Hey, Juice and Lee. What's your big homie, Rhino, from the Combat Sports with Rhino podcast? So uh, we just got through UFC Vegas 38. Um, the, the fight, there was lots of fights that I, I enjoyed on this card. But one thing that kind of stood out for me was the very opening bout. Uh, Alejandro Perez versus Johnny Eduardo. Perez pulled off a very unique and... Um, interesting way of an arm bar where he was kind of on on the back of johnny and kind of pulled off a weird arm bar kind of with his legs from the kind of the back side position it was very cool um are there any submissions in your guys history of fandom there's my dog champ saying what's up (laughs) are there any submissions that kind of stand out to you i mean the easy answer would be like dj's flying arm bar that's too easy i want you guys to really think about like what was like a unique or cool submission that you remember seeing and uh yeah i would love to hear your answers on that would love you guys love the show talk to you later beautiful question love it poignant important i want to uh, quickly talk about the sub from that fight and then i'll let you give your list yeah go ahead um because when when he said that i missed the first couple fights on the prelims and i had to go watch him so i hadn't seen that fight yet but i i listened to this question i was like oh my god i can't wait to watch it and then i almost feel like saying armbar from the back doesn't quite do it justice to what exactly happened there because he was in almost it was kind of side control but he had him in a scarf hold position which is already like it's kind of two subs in one because he could have cranked on that and maybe got the tap there but some guys don't tap to that it's just painful on your neck and you can cut like ezekiel if you have uh not ezekiel i almost call him ezekiel fucking alexia alexia Linick, he has like a really strong squeeze from there josh barnett's gotten to, uh you know subs from there it, it's it's a control position and while he had him in the scarf hold, he then figure forward his legs around the arm and cranked the arm bar that way, which was super just legit and technical. And I was reminded, I was texting Leo about this. We um, went to visit our friend. Well, you still live there. I, I flew out to, to visit you and our other friends in LA. We went to a jiu-jitsu class at Brazilian Top Team Fullerton. And uh, the homie Ray, I, God, I hope he's a black belt by now because um, he deserves it. Uh, but he was a brown belt at the time, the homie Ray. And, uh, I was like, at the end of our session, I was like, let's just roll, just see how many times you can tap me. This will be fun. And we filmed it. He fucking got me in an arm bar and I like rolled away and I, I wasn't going to tap. He then switched instead of like, he still had control of my arm, but he then figure forward his legs around my forearm. And I was like, Oh my God, this fucking just going to break. Let me tap right now. Uh, it, it was amazing. And so that, that kind of reminded me of that, but it was like topology listed as a modified arm bar, which I kind of think again, is like. I feel like you need an, that's one that needs a name like fucking Demetrius Johnson named the thing that Rhino talked about his question. He named that the mighty whiz bar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some people were saying he should call it the mouse trap, but he said, no, that's another submission I have that I haven't even pulled off in competition yet, which I'm like, fuck, I got to see that. What, but yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. What a great way to fucking, first of all, wait, what a way to boost your fucking stock in any fight you ever do. Like, yeah, could right? you imagine like, Oh, that isn't even the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you said yeah, in an interview, yet. like, yeah, oh, I just did one of the, I did honestly one of the most amazing things that that submission was so, I, I I was in my room up and jumping up and down screaming. I was like, "Oh my god, who just did, uh, he just defied gravity and all the everything? Like what the?" F-? And it was like right before the end of the fight too. Like Ray Borg was like, "Okay, this might go to decision," and he was just like, "Nope." I was like, "Okay." But anyway, with that being said, yeah, I I I, I yeah, I was watching it back this morning. They showed the replay. It was weird because like the way that your body you know kind of works of like like you said it it definitely was from the armbar, but part of it looked like it was almost like. With the scarf hold, he was like pulling up and then pushing down with his legs, his arm. So it was well, yeah, almost he had like the perfect leverage. Of it was almost like one his way neck twisting the other. Was yeah, like his neck was apart. It almost, uh, it, I would even say, to go as far as like a, almost like a twister arm bar, because it it looked. I understand it was on the arm, but it looked like what he was tapping was from was from the crank also on the neck. Like it was. I need a yeah. Gracie breakdown of that. I need I need Henner and Hero and Gracie to to break that down because that was yeah, fucking crazy. It was, it was good. I mean, you could definitely see that his arm was like bent out of shape, like hundred percent. But mine, uh, I have three. Uh, okay. And my first one um, is Brian Ortega's sub against uh, Cub Swanson. Uh, it though it it's uh, you know just a, a guillotine. Um, it was the adjustment in the middle of it that made it like I, I did because I it just first of all it was cool the way it looked, but it also it just made me think like uh, how does it get deeper? How does it you know? It made me really kind of want to examine how the that that worked because it looked like he already had Cub pretty tight already whenever he was he was using his body weight to hang on him, and I was like. Okay, so Cub's about to tap, but then when he kicks his foot off and then readjusts, I was like, okay, why did that make him actually tap? Like, what was the readjustment that made him actually tap? Because the first time he had his arm, his head in his arm, and I was like, okay, like he's about to tap. And then when the readjustment happened, he was like, oh shit. I was like, well, what, what was the difference? So it was just so interesting to see like Brian have his body weight kind of being carried by Cub and then moving. Uh, you know cub kind of stumbling back towards the fence and then brian kicking off you know rewrapping his legs rewrapping the arm and getting it like just kind of in there i was like oh yeah that was that was some high level shit like that's just not you know not anyone's gonna pull that off uh so that was my that was one of them and then my two that happened in the same night was the um aljamain aljamain sterling and cody stamen and uh and zabit uh, versus against, i think brandon davis yeah uh the fact that what i loved about that was that i mean guys whenever it happened the first uh, i think Alzheimer was first right probably or was the beat first no i think i think was first. I, I think Alzheimer was first everyone was like i've never like uh, we've never seen that in competition like and then i'm like <laughs> and Zabit yeah, was like yeah. oh guess what again. you want to see it again yeah <laughs> <laughs> same weight class too well no not yeah. same like us brandon's now at 135 but Zabit's at 145 he was at 145 at that time yeah, it's that fun, one it's fucking crazy. That one was insane. The fact, like I said, beca- be, it was it was more insane because of the. I mean, people were 
losing their mind when Al, when Aljamain did it. Everyone was like, oh my God, I've never seen it. I'm, you know, it's been, uh, it's been so long. It's like way back, you know, in this time. And then like, and then it just happens again. You're just like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive to, to watch. That was my, those are my, those are my three that I, I remember thinking like, huh, like this skill level, it, it's just, they're weird. They just stand out in my mind of like, oh, okay, this is like, there's level, there's levels to this. <laughs> there's levels to this. Yeah. Okay. You done? I don't want to yeah. cut you off. I have a lot because I love this question. First of all, when he said armbar from the back, it reminded me of, this isn't like necessarily super unique, but um, it doesn't happen often in the UFC. It's pretty common in jujitsu. Fabrice Overdoom versus uh, Walt Harris. He had Fabricio had Walt's back, went for a rear naked choke, and when Walt went to defend, Fabricio switched super quick to an armbar, which getting it from the back is not something like a heavyweight normally has the flexibility for or the speed for. So it was super cool to watch. That was the night that Walt had stepped in on like three hours notice because I think Fabricio was supposed to fight Derek Lewis and Derek Lewis back gave out or something. And Walt mm-hmm. was facing, I think, Mark Godbeer and or he was supposed to they're on the card and then he he went on three hours notice and he tweeted out like does the ufc give out participation trophies (laughs) which was pretty funny to me um and then i was already thinking of this next one i'm going to say and then i was searching for a tweet the other day like i'd like to do i like to search old tweets um not for generic reasons like if i'm specifically like i'm remembering something i want to bring something to light and i found a thread i made once that was uh, the sort of that said, what's the most disrespect, disrespectful submission you've ever seen in MMA? Like something so good. That's just like, Oh, that's so disrespectful the way he did it. And the first thing that comes to mind, which is what was the first thing that came to mind when Ryan said this question was Chago Moises in RFA, which is now LFA. He was fighting. I think David, David Castillo, uh, RFA. So for, I think resurrection fighting Alliance. And then they merged with legacy fighting championship to perform uh to make lfa legacy fighting alliance i think something like that whatever (laughs) he got him in a helicopter armbar and this is again another thing that's pretty common in not pretty common uh it's it's common in jujitsu but it's not common in mma and and the reason why is because of the setup and when they do it in jujitsu, they have to do it super quick. And it's usually part of a scramble. Like I watched a couple of videos on it and they like do it as they're like transitioning and the, someone will like, you know, pull guard and then roll through with it. Basically what happened is Chago was on bottom. David Castillo was in his guard. David Castillo made the fucking mistake of putting his hands on the chest of a jujitsu black belt. The guy had C-clamps. He got wrist control. He put his feet he being chago chago put his feet on david's hips so when david stood up he scooted underneath elevated the hips and so the guy was like you know like when you're a kid you play airplane he was like in the air chago flipped him over and got the armbar fucking i was obsessed with that when i i saw that uh, happen all those years ago this is like 2015 or something i want to say 2016 yeah i do remember that yeah i do remember that submission specifically yeah probably 2016 and then in so that was that was already like on my list. And then as I was looking it up, dude, I saw that thread and I was like, oh my God. I saw that tweet. I was like, yep, definitely gonna talk about that. 
I put another one in that thread and I was like, I can't even remember who did it. And then someone in the thread told me it was the Boston crab. It was John O'Mears versus Aaron Jones. John O'Mears got a fucking Boston crab on as a wrestling move. It's a pro wrestling move. It's uh, some people call. Oh yeah. You sit on their back, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, and you the, pull the, the legs. Yeah. Chris Jericho modified it called the walls of Jericho. Yep. Uh, yep but that's yep, yep. that's where you twist the ankle. I think, or I don't know, fucking whatever he does. The Boston crab, the person who um, is in the submission, they're like basically on their belly. They're somehow belly down. The guy on top takes their legs, bends them back, sits on them and cranks. So your yeah. legs are getting compressed and it's your fucking back. Yeah. It's like getting squeezed, on, yeah. getting wrenched as well. You're pretty, you're pretty much getting like folded in half like a lawn chair. Like that's yeah. exactly what's happening. And in the wrong direction. <laughs> so in the wrong direction. Have you seen the ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me. Oh. I would too if I had <laughs> his record. I was gonna play, but there's a fucking stupid ad about Chris Murphy. There's a fucking Phil Murphy, the fucking political ad I didn't want to play. Yeah. I was gonna play the video of a submission for the patrons. Yeah. Um but yeah, those are my know. those are my answers, dude. And, right. and hey, Rhino, two of those, and 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 to be fair, the Fabricio one with Walhars, that was kind of an honorable mention. But my my two actual guesses, not the UFC. So mm, you gotta thank him for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, love that for me. <sighs> Go check out Rhino's show, like I said. And now we're moving on to Thai Fly Guy. Ah, yes. What's up, friendly sparring podcast? It's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. I've got a question about Tiago Santos. Pretty stellar win. No doubt about that. He did mention that that was the last fight of his contract. So my question for you guys, Juice and Leo, is does the UFC give him a new contract because after that fight and how great it was in a sense i could see it happening and i definitely think he can make another run for the title especially since he already has a victory over the current champion right now let me know what you guys think get at me dude (laughs) that starting of that 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 message i thought he was like trying to seduce us He's like, what's up, friendly sparring? It's Thai Fly Guy. And I was like, okay. Uh, Do I think Thiago Santos should uh, be given another contract? No. Yes, but. No, of course they should. I'm just being an asshole. But. Oh, okay. uh, Take a year off. Yeah. Yeah, Have the baby. Yeah, don't resign yet. Take a year off. See where the la- the land they see where the lay of the land is. You you are five. It's going to move you. Your well, I don't know. I mean, the he's ranked that, fifth. That, is that what you're saying? I mean, yeah, that whole division has been pretty stuck in the mud. So, um, <laughs> so with that being said, there's going to be a lot of movement in that division. But you come back, you know, uh, unranked maybe. I mean, lose your rank. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's fight for the belt and championship, but. You come back as like, uh, but I mean, you come back as kind of like a, you know, you got a little bit of a lore behind you, got a little macho man Randy Savage lore behind (laughs) you, and uh, come in. You may not like it, but you must accept it. Exactly. Uh, Come in, 
do two two can fights and then get right into the rankings again. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, totally. like what else, you know, fighters with a contract being signed up, just just back away. You get you have a kid coming in, like, uh, you know, uh, but Caitlin Chukagian, uh, I'm sorry. Ayana, what's her name? Kunitskaya. Yana Kunitskaya. Yana Kunitskaya. Uh, yeah, she needs to keep fighting, even with the baby in her hand, uh, so she can be the breadwinner. Oh, okay, that's not a thing. Oh, uh, well, yeah, but it is. <laughs> that's my opinion. Problematic, but here we are. You're fucking canceled. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, no, yeah, Tiago, just take take some time off. Just have the baby do your thing. You just won. You're you're ranked fifth. You'll be fine. Fighters are going to fight. So that's my opinion. Yeah. My opinion is that Thiago Santos is a really nice guy and a great fighter. But I didn't like don't get fight. the appeal. He was a yeah. painfully mediocre middleweight and moved him to, <laughs> to, 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 to 205. And everyone's like, oh my God, my does my favorite fighter, even though I can't pronounce his nickname. Oh my God, I love it. All right. Wow, drunk juice is a fucking piece of shit. How about no, that? He's the best. No. All right. Dude, where's your backwards cap, dog? <laughs> okay. Last week I had pretty bad uh like my hair was kind of I was having a bad hair day. That's why I had the backwards hat. Backwards, backwards hat. hat. Backwards hat fucking. No, I, um, I took a shower dude, a couple of hours great. ago. I got these luxurious curls. Yeah, that's great, man. Check out my OnlyFans. Back, back, backwards backwards cap juice is the goat. I was like, oh backwards, shit. Backwards we got casual cap juice is. here. Yeah, <laughs> fucking uh, casual without the hat. Yeah, you fucking casuals. What's going on? Friendly's boring. Bunch of fucking casuals. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about fights. There's a there's a card. Yeah, that's my question for you. Okay. What's what what is a card? Anyway, mm. it's always four twenty. Yeah. Well, who was that? I don't know. I made it up. So character. Oh, it's yeah. not Jimson. Oh. Okay. You know what? I have to shout Ty out because um, I was just listening to his uh, podcast, Front Kicks and Throw Cuddles, and his f- co-host is wild, dude. I was, yeah. I was telling you about it. I was, I was DMing him. I was like, what am I hearing? <laughs> it was great. So and go then, listen. Yeah, so go listen to that. And then last week, he had a question. in the. He sent me a DM, and I was like, oh, this is fucking great. And I fucking forgot about it, dude. So I asked him, I was like, can you send it as a voice question? Because that would be great. And then he did. So let's play that. What's up, Friendly Sparring Podcast? It's Ty again from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles Podcast. I sent my first question about Tiago Santos. And it just reminded me of a conversation I had with Juice that I needed to ask this question because it was apparently missed last week. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Juice. <laughs> I'm kidding. No love, no love lost here. Um, how funny was it that Shayna, the biggest Valentina Shevchenko fan, was shown on UFC Embedded cheering on Lauren Murphy? <laughs> that editing was fucking awesome. No doubt about it. Let me know what you guys think because I'm still laughing about it. Get at me. Did you see what he's talking about? Do you know what he's talking about? I do not. Do you know who he's talking about? Shayna Baszler? No. Oh, I wish. She, uh, on the on, on Twitter, UFC, UFC Shayna. Uh, her, her handle is like Bullet Valentina. 
Mm. And she's always saying things like, Valentina, please fuck me raw. Oh my God, I love you. Please oh, okay. have a baby. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, now yeah. you now you know. Yes. Um, and then post pictures with Tatiana Suarez all the time. Love Shannon. One of my favorite accounts. I actually mentioned her on the second episode of this podcast, which is the worst episode in the history of this podcast. Okay. Not that that was because of it. I'm just saying. Bro, the embedded for Laura... <laughs> You know, in the last episode of the event, it's all like clockwork. They'll have a, it's so formulaic. The lot, like the last episode is like the weigh-ins. Yeah. So Shayna lives in Vegas. She was at the weigh-ins. I think she was at the fight too. Mm. I, actually, I know she was at the fight. Also do, yeah. Also do. She was cheering for, at least by, by her words, she was like, I'm pretty sure that was the time I was cheering for Chris Dawkins because she met Chris Dawkins when she was in Philly. She was like, oh my God, Chris Dawkins was cheering for him like holding up a sign or something or doing whatever, like, woo. They decided to use that fucking clip, that video of her cheering and put it right after Laura Murphy walks out of stage. I was like, not only did they, they do her dirty as being the biggest Valentina fan of all time, like of all time, they did Lauren Murphy dirty by looking like it was the only fan that was cheering for her, dude. Oh, amazing. I'm happy that the, that the embedded did that. Same. Insane. It's choices, man. They make choices. I'm choices. telling you guys. It's like, if, if you ever wonder, like, they can make it look like whatever they want with editing, they can make it look like whatever they, they want. They can make it look like whatever They can make it look like Shayna want. is cheering for Laura Murphy. That's how, yeah. fun, that's the magic they, of Hollywood, they, baby. They can, yeah, they can make it look like she was cheering for Greg Hardy really hard. Oh my God, dude. Imagine if I was at the weigh-ins for like an Izzy fight and made mm-hmm. it look like I was cheering for his opponent. I would fucking raise hell they could make it seem like the whole entire audience was going crazy for um michael chandler's um uh contribution to the black community they can make it seem like the whole entire arena was standing up applauding how amazing michael chandler was at stop (laughs) what am i gonna do with you well well what are we gonna do with michael chandler yeah well justin gage is gonna take out the trash yeah just take out the trash Time to take out the trash. <laughs> That's, I really want. I really want Justin Gagey before he steps in the ring. I really want him to look at the camera and just go like, "Time to take out the trash," and then just. Yeah, he's, oh, gonna, he's gonna fuck Michael Chandler up. He's gonna fuck Michael Chandler fuck him up. up. God damn! I cannot wait. Oh, it's gonna be so good. All right. That's one of those fights. I'm. I feel 100% confident in saying guaranteed violence. Like, it's not going to jinx it. There's nothing that's going to change that. Well, oh, but that, don't say anything's going to jinx it because it could get canceled. So don't do that. Okay. I'm mean, already hey, worried man. about getting canceled because hey, okay. of fucking you're Michael Chandler being vaccinated. Fucking your favorite fight has been canceled, was canceled four times. Fucking Khabib and Tony. So, uh, you know what? It's karma. It is. So, here we are. <laughs> yeah so here we are um let me just check my notes make sure we got the patreon we got the fucking chantero question we got this 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 and this okay i got one question from a dm before we get in the twitter forum this is from our girl cakes okay she sent me a tweet from a gentleman named steven kelleher no relation to Brian Keller, by the way. Spelled differently. Mm. Also does not look the same. 
<laughs> I was gonna say he has hair, and uh, Brian Keller does not. <laughs> it's not even a. Brian's the manager for Tapology. Like he manages oh, Tapology. So oh, cool. Shout out to Stephen Keller. Make an app instead of just a website. Make your website mobile friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, just kidding. We love the work that you do. Um, the tweet says Herb Dean telling Dan Margulotta. This is tweeted on Fight Night. So this is just like you know live tweets, just saying what's happening. So Herb, Herb Dean telling Dan Margulotta that he has the authority to rule this bout a no contest if he feels the headbutt led to a lengthy finishing sequence that favored Kyle Dawkins. She says, based on this tweet, do you think there are unwritten rules or protocols that we're not aware of? Only Herbie knows. Uh, is that it? That's the question. That's the that's the question. A million percent. Not not not. It's it's. Oh, I was pretty dumb. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, you you could possibly read the rule book as much as you can, but the UFC. Lit, I mean, this year alone, we're talking controversy after controversy after con because, you know, I mean, if there's anything that's that's constant with UFC especially with anything that's controversial, it's the answer. The question that's always asked at the end of it is, was that the right call? Yeah. So that's the hard part. It's all, it's all kind of the rules are written, but it is judgment based. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot about the rules that are subjective, but I will say this, there's no official working today that knows more rules. And sometimes he doesn't make the best calls than Herb Dean. Mm-hmm. But as far as knowledge of the rules, the only one that knows the rules more or better or whatever, Big John McCarthy, who is not a working official anymore. He is, as far as I know, I mean, he's he's a commentator for Bellator. He said that his body can't really handle refing anymore. Apparently, he sometimes does like amateur fights or something. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But essentially, he's uh, a Bellator employee. Herb Dean. I To, to answer her question specifically... I don't think there are unwritten rules or protocols that we're not aware of. I, but I do think in this situation, there isn't that much precedent because Nevada just recently instituted the replay, like live replay, being able to use it in the fight. That's where it kind of goes from there. Um, And, and so what, what Dan was doing with asking that Herb and then reviewing there they're doing something called polling. That's in the rules. That can happen. Refs do it all the time. They ask, you know, another ref, maybe between rounds or whatever, like, you know, was that the right call? Do I, you know, they can confer with each other and kind of see. So Herb is just reminding him that it's whatever we say, whatever I think, it's your call. So that's kind of what happened there as far as, like I said, whatever you agree, disagree, think no contest or finish or right. whatever. Herb Dean was basically saying you have the authority to call it to, to, to make your yeah. call. To, you have, you yeah. have to make he has the final say as the as the in cage ref for that fight. Yep. Yeah. So that was a great question to kind of clarify the situation. Yeah. And shout out to our girl cakes. And now <laughs> let me open up the Twitter forum. First question. I do have to say I was texting Leo before we recorded or I was talking to him when we're before we hit record because of at the time of recording, well, I guess it's back up now, but um, initially 
like a couple hours before we recorded, Instagram crashed and went down. So did Facebook. And Twitter was over flooded with people. And there was some reports coming out that said it was like they recorded their highest amount of users on at any given time on the platform. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, oh my God, this is just going to crash. And I was like, oh, the forum. Gotta get, so gotta I, catch I, the forum. I went in and screenshot all the fucking questions. Thankfully, I don't need it. It's all here. Oh, this is the tweet. This is the tweet that I thought was similar to Jimmy the Drunk. It's not. It's. Oh, it, I thought it was exact same. It's. It's different. Um, but it's. It is kind of similar. Um, this is from our homie uh, Isaac. Isaac Spooker. It's. I, I think it's Isaac Spooner. Normally, yeah, it's Isaac Spooner. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac R. Spooner, but he's changing his for Isaac, Isaac Spooker for Hollywood. Uh, for for Hollywood. Well, he's a stuntman for Halloween. I should say Halloween. Yeah. Cowboy Oliveira has 11 kids with more than one mother. Nico Price has five with, uh, with, with one on the way with one mother. Whose squad of cum sprouts is more likely to defend their father's honor in the streets? I mean, this is pretty... First of all, call them cum sprouts, dude. Yeah, call them cum sprouts, dog. Uh, that's great. What a great way to refer to children. Uh, I was fucking rolling when he said that. I was like, are you kidding me, cum sprouts? Shout out to Isaac. Uh, great, great question. Uh, cowboy. Got 11 of them. Brothers and sisters, they're going to fucking stand together. Are they? I feel yeah. like he's not really in their lives. Yeah, that's like, why they're going to stand together. What the heck? <laughs> they got each other. To defend his father's honor. Yeah, they're going to defend his father's honor in the streets, dog. Like, I don't know my dad, but I'll fight for him. Okay. See, I kind of feel like that logic is should be flipped on its head, should be reversed. Like, Nico Price is is around. Is around. <laughs> is around. And they all have the same mother. His kids, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> His cum sprouts are going to be the ones that are going to defend his honor. Yeah, that's probably true. Plus, I feel like, well, either way, I feel like if, if Alex was around or, or how how present he is in his kids' lives, I mm-hmm. feel like he would probably instill them like, yeah, anyone talk shit, be- beat him up or whatever. Beat the fuck like, out of him or do some jujitsu. Nico Price is probably going to be like, hey, someone looks at you wrong? You got to check that motherfucker. And Nico Price is pretty pretty cool dude. He's a pretty cool dude. He's the fucking guy that was stoked to get a draw against, against Cowboy Cerrone. <laughs> they announced yeah. draw, and he was like, Woo! <laughs> Yeah. He's fucking not <laughs> stable. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Isaac. Might be the most yeah. handsome guy in MMA Twitter. Just putting that out there. Next question is from Pat Tobin. At Pat underscore Tobin. So who should be calling off a fight if a fighter weighs in like Aspen Laird? The UFC, the commission, a corner? Surely that shit has to stop. That's probably the worst Australian dialect you've ever heard. Very, 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 very important detail about the Aspen Laird fight. Very important detail. What detail are you going to talk about, Leo? Missy. What about, what about her? She called the fight off. No. Macy said she wouldn't fight. What are you talking about? Because I have Macy says Macy says on said that she would not fight Aspen Lat. Where are you getting that from? Why are you saying it? The UFC pulled the happened. fight. Be- 
because but Macy Chasson said that she wouldn't fight. I'm in a group chat with trying to Macy's put, corner. Uh, they're trying to pull. They were trying to pull team. it, and she was like, "I'm not. I'm, I don't give a fuck. I don't want that person to be in the ring with me, may, not making weight." And I'm going to tell you right now. Let me show you. Are you fucking listening to propaganda from Aspen's camp? Probably. No, no. First I, of no, all, she should not positive. have been medically cleared to fight. No, it's positive for Macy to be like, no, I'm not going to fucking fight someone who's li- fucking limping to the fucking. It's not negative well, of Macy. I'm not. I'm not saying that she backed up. I'm saying that she's advocating for Aspen. Oh, okay. The way you framed it was like, I thought you were throwing. No, like, Hold no, on, no. Absolutely right not. No, no. I mean that she was like, well. She looks like a fucking piece of shit. And by the so way, I'm she trains gonna... in Dallas, bro. Like she's from she's from New Orleans, and that's where she lives, I think. So, but she does her camps in Dallas. Who? Macy. Aspen? Oh, Macy. No, Aspen's in fucking Sacramento, dude. Even though her whole, you know, it's funny. Aspen lad follows me, and I, I was talking so much shit, dude. I, I kept, I kept expecting to be blocked. Turns out, I'm not blocked. Dang, dude. I mean, like, uh, just reading it, like, reading her, reading Aspen Lad's responses. Fight is off again. Uh, sorry, fight again. is off, period. Again, period. All my fault, period. God damn it. <laughs> She's a habitual weight misser, dude. That's it. That's it. And let me let me get back to this question, because I don't know if we have any more questions on it. Um, no no one really talked about this. I wanted to talk about it. It was uncalled for. She was asking for a catch weight all week. They knew she was coming in heavy. Like they, they, they went about it so wrong. Like Aspen should not be fighting at 135. It's just, it's just not a thing. Point blank. Yeah. Like if you're a fan of her, you're like, oh, well, she would get killed at 145. Hey man, she's almost getting killed trying to make it to the scale of 135. Yeah, she's, you know, the girls that are taller than her are making 135 safely or, or at least without any issues. Aspen can't make it to the fucking scale. It's insane. And so, yeah, who, who should be, to, to reference Petomo's question, who should be calling off a fight uh, if a fighter weighs in? The, everybody. It's sort of like a pecking. Yeah. Everybody's got a hand. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, uh, the UFC, the commission, her corner. Hey, add a, a doctor or maybe before, and you have the pecking order of everyone who's responsible. It's like with a fight, dude. If a ref doesn't stop the fight, a corner should be stopping corner. the fight if it mm-hmm. needs to be. Like if a ref is letting it go on when it shouldn't be, a corner should have the sound, you know, mind to be like, hey, uh, I'm not gonna let my fire take any more damage. Mm-hmm. If the UFC and the doctor and the commission are not going to pull the fight, the corner should. Mm-hmm. But all those other people have precedent. Yeah. Or, or you could oh, say yeah. they're equal. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a pecking order, like I said, but like Dude, and people are just, here's what's sad. Like people are saying, "Oh yeah, she weighed in at 137." No, she weighed in at 141, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Oh, let's check again." And she's like waving her arms and shaking, and and the the scale kind of registered 137. That was so fugazi. There's nothing about that that was like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just gotta they gotta we gotta figure it out. I think I think. You know, like I think the best thing is is steps of like hydration tests. I think you know we need to start figuring this all thing. I mean, obviously, just on people being habitual line, you know, line steppers. Wow. So Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Dave Chappelle. That's uh, where I get it from. Habitual yeah, weight uh, No, so uh, just be, being someone who constantly misses weight. You know, like 
yeah, you just gotta. We gotta. I mean, if the UFC did their white cuts like one one championship, mm. I'm not saying We'd there be would be a, no way misses, but at least be a, at least safer. Like, at least we know the fighter's healthy going into the fight. There's some things that one championship does where they're like, oh, we've got to figure it out, and it's like, don't pat yourself on the back too much. That's fine. <laughs> You're still like, one championship. There's some one championship fans are like, oh, it's the best. No, it's not. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love me some one at one FC or one championship. But um, anyway, the weight cuts, the way they do, like the whenever a report comes out, when you see people is like uh, f- f- uh, in cage weight, so they weigh them like on fight night or whatever. Like, what do they balloon back up to when they're stepping in there? They're all pretty much the same. Like one thirty fivers are all cutting from like one fifty or that range. Right. It's like if they all agree to move, like. They're not going to. You're not going to have it. But if, but if the UFC were to force them, it's like, okay, let's everyone move up. All you 135ers, you're fighting at 145 now. All you 145ers, you're fighting at 155, etc. Just move everybody up, kind of like one championship does. Yeah. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way. No. In my Thank opinion, Thank you, Pat anyway. Tobin, for the question. Yes. Shouts to Pat Tobin, one of the OGs of this podcast. Next question is from Phil the MMA dude. For some reason, it's his second question, and I'm reading it first. But I'm I, I don't can read lose. his first question if you want. Oh, do you? Yeah, I have his first question. Sure, go ahead. Read his first question. All right, it says Juice and Leo. Was that the worst fight card in five years? And before you say, "Oh, Phil's being overdramatic," hold up. Name a card that's been worse. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Here's the thing, Phil. You are being overdramatic. <laughs> But you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Re, re, you know, recency bias for me. <laughs> yeah. Recency bias heavy, but also that car was pretty bad. Uh, I will say the only other car where I've had like similar vibes was UFC San Antonio back in 2019, July 20th of 2019. I remember mm-hmm. specifically because it was the weekend of my birthday. Mm-hmm. Obviously lost. It was a very hard time for me. Anyways, that fight had greg hardy winning mm-hmm. um oh, but hold on this is like a personal terrible. bias though like well, a personal anyway bias no one likes card. that <laughs> so uh, personally biased so personally biased honestly that but that fight had more exciting fights on it so yeah i'm, like, I'm trying to, i'm like, trying to dan like, hooker sending rack, james yeah, Vick to the shadow realm yeah i'm trying to rack, rack my brain for the pvp that was the last pvp that was really bad or pvp 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 <laughs> fucking what the fuck is my problem uh the last pay-per-view that was bad um uh, there was there one been, there was one there's been a, like from this year or even last Ooh. year where it's like should this be a pay-per-view there was one there was one if, that was really hot garbage i remember i ah, i'm trying to remember exactly which one but i remember the main the the prelims were bangers and then the the main card came up and everyone was like what the fuck yeah <laughs> i can't remember what it was but it definitely did happen this year so i know what you're i can't about. i can't name a worse one but last night's fights were pretty shitty so yeah exactly and then he does have a yeah second, second question, question which I'll, I'll read. Read. says i have a second question Juice, I know you're a big self-proclaimed wooer. So am I. What moment made you realize that wooing for life is not just a better way, but the best way to live? Hashtag why I woo. Hey, man. Look at me. Don't. Phil. Phil's a patron, and I don't think he watches the video. I think he just listens to the audio, which is fine. But Phil, you have access. Pause it right now. Note the timestamp. Pause it right now. 
it's a little bit behind on the video because there's no intro, so it's whatever. But 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 note the timestamp. Go to the video and look me in the eye when I say this. I am not a wooer, <laughs> nor will I ever be. Hey man, th- this is so like I'm 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 so torn on the woo because like in life, if someone does a Ric Flair woo, I'm a little hyped. And like I was listening to uh, CME, I want to say it was the Power Hour uh, this past mm-hmm. weekend. I'm all about the CME these, these lately. I just I love those guys. Um, yeah. Ever since I do my own, my own ego was keeping me from listening. How stupid is that? Uh, and ever since I listened, I was like, this shit is the greatest thing ever. I fucking was listening, and Ben Folks goes, "Woo!" <laughs> just for some random reason, I was like, "Yeah, dude." But in a fucking fight, dude, being in the arena, like. Oh, when I'm in the arena, when I am in the fucking arena, when I was at UFC 223, a banger fight card is going on. Amazing fight card. These fucking cucks are like three rows ahead of me going, whoo. All they want to do is get themselves heard. All they want to do is be able to fucking listen back the next day or watch the fucking replay and hear their voice and be like, oh, yeah, that was me. That was me. Uh, I'm in the nosebleeds and I can't fucking be seen on camera. So let me woo so I can at least hear myself on camera. You ain't shit, bro. You ain't shit. You're ruining it. And especially like it happens a lot during the early prelims when no one is in there and they want to hear the echo. Oh, you make it so much worse. I hate it. At at the events, you woo. Guess what? Self-proclaimed cuck. You might, yeah, you might as well be shouting, I'm a cock. I'm a cock. <laughs> I'm a cock. Can you imagine if they actually, the entire time. Like Zach Galvanakis had this bit about like be specific with your feedback and like instead oh, of saying yeah. encore, like go back and play some songs you haven't played yet. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Right. The way it's you just, play your like, music made me feel good inside. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you know the fucking bit. Of course. The way you find uh, <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up. The way you find makes me glad to be an MMA fan. Yeah. Woo! Woo! I'm a cock. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so dumb. Don't woo. Don't, don't woo. Don't woo. Don't woo. And you know what inspired this fucking thing? Uh, I had a tweet that I said that said normalized booing. Here's uh, why. <laughs> it was inspired by Ty's podcast, the front kicks and throw calls. They were they were talking about their stance on anti-booing. Like, here's the thing. You won't catch me booing at an arena unless no. something terrible happens maybe a terrible call and i'm really fired up about it i'm like oh boo but i'm not going to sit here and boo a quote-unquote boy performance i'm not going to sit in here and you know boo uh a ref or a judge decision no but i do support people's right to boo they paid money to be in that arena those tickets uh, are not cheap your audio kicked out really can you hear me yeah do it again say say it again the whole thing what was the last part you heard uh, just the small part where you said uh, where you got fired up and said the actual punchline. I will support people's reason to boo, or not the reason to boo, the right to boo. I don't support the reason, uh, the right, but I support the, the right, right to, boo. to boo. Yes, that's fair. Because they paid money to be in that arena, those tickets are not cheap, <laughs> and they can fucking boo. Now wooing, yeah. mm, there's no reason to woo ever. <laughs> <laughs> even if you're fired up find some other fucking words dude <laughs> even if it's like a good reason like let's say a fucking let's say you're in the arena when when taito ivasa knocked out greg hardy like it didn't mean like Woo! maybe you say oh my god Tyler, you're amazing i want to suck your dick oh my god yeah yeah figure out something better yeah yeah figure one. out something I better agree. than woo 
<laughs> Great. You're going to woo the day that you ever said that. Oh, boy. Oh, so dumb. All right. This fucking next question is from the reusable shoe. <laughs> the best bio in all of MMA Twitter. And you know what it says? Bro, I'm a fucking shoe. <laughs> so high when I first joined MMA Twitter and saw that guy. Day one, homies. Mm-hmm. God, I fucking love this guy. He just says, thoughts on the headbutt and outcome. And this is what I was talking about. We had so many questions. They didn't even, they didn't even mention the Kevin Holland, Chris Dawkins, yeah. Danny Messer, whatever. They just said headbutt and outcome. And then we have another one that also didn't even mention them. The fact that it was on everyone's minds and it like, I know what he's talking about without even him needing to be specific. That's how critical this was. This is what I was trying to say earlier. We said a lot on it already. And I'm hesitant to keep talking about it because last time we talked about it, we were fired up. I thought we we're going to have to cancel the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll. Yeah, well, okay. I genuinely think it was the right call. And I do think that it just the whole sequence started with, with the clash of heads. And the fact that uh, Kevin Holland recovered doesn't make it okay for me. Like, Brian Ortega knocked a a Korean zombie with a spinning elbow, knocked him down, which is a legal technique, Mm -hmm. and Korean zombie was on autopilot for three rounds. He says he doesn't remember that fight at all. So, I still think there's a lot we don't know about the brain and about oh yeah no symptoms I, and- I, I don't think like i said i don't think that it's i don't think that it's the wrong call i just think to to think that to to say that a clashing of heads is illegal is crazy because it makes no sense because i mean because, but i just mean it actually makes it actually doesn't make sense because because if if no one is is at fault it's how it's an accident accidents can't accidents aren't illegal it's like if i shit my pants it's not illegal (laughs) i actually i is in fighting it's a tko is is it though i mean since justin kish they're like oh it's a tko now (laughs) we're not gonna let that happen again she had a whole rule change huh Damn. Okay, we're gonna stop talking about it. Anyway, <laughs> god damn it. Okay, I'm just saying. Look, I'm just saying. Like, okay, if it's illegal, then who did the illegal move? All right. Here's my problem with 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 saying that. Was saying it's accidental because it, or by saying it's not illegal because it was accidental is like, then you're guessing people's intent, and that, and that's sort of what they have to do as a ref to determine whether or not it was intentional versus whatever. To like, there's plenty of things that you can make look accidental. Floyd is the king of that. Floyd always sure. like boxers do it all the time. You learn to like work your dirty moves and make them look accidental or whatever. You slip them in, and like, I'm not but saying I'm just, either of them did that, but I'm just saying, who's to say what? You know, the fact is, heads collided, which cannot happen under the rules, and that caused that whole sequence. It just was right. kind of a delay. So, so the result of like reviewing the tape and 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 yeah. then after review saying okay like that was clearly accidental here's here's why uh, this should be a no contest. But if you had to place blame on one of the fighters, who would you place blame on? We have to get down to the semantics of it. 
Kyle Dawkins. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. You're saying that we can't, we can't, we can't talk about intention because it's, we, it's impossible to rule out. We can't figure that out. But you are saying that it is actually Kyle Dawkins' fault. If you had well, to. You're choose. asking me to pick. Like, right, if you had I to don't pick. think that call should be made. Everything, yeah, everything that happened afterwards of the no contest of reviewing it is fine. That's all fine. I just mean calling a calling head strikes or head a clashing of heads illegal is strange. Only because only because and, and like I just mean this specific sequence. Obviously, as a whole, it should be especially like you said, we were talking about intent, and that's the hard part. Because but then again, I mean, you know. We've already talked. We, we talked about this rule a bunch of times. You know, we're yeah. talking about um, groin kicks, eye pokes, all the whole things. You know, we're talking about all those things that you're like your 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 warning is in the back when those things happen. You know, <laughs> you know we've had, we've yeah. seen people get kicked in the dick three times in a fucking fight, and they're like, okay, maybe a point will get taken away this time. It's like, what the fuck is happening? But I just mean in this sequence specifically, it's hot. It's it's a fine line for me because it's like it looks like just a both of them, you know, yeah, loading up. Both of them loading up into their strike and dumb and dumbering their heads. If I spit in your mouth, is it illegal? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. It's just not. I don't, I I don't know whether or not it is. I was actually, I was actually referencing. You're not legally allowed to ask me. You're not legally allowed to ask me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much was the hat? You're, yeah, not, illegal, you're not legally allowed to ask me. Yeah. I gotta, get a safari hat. I gotta get a safari hat with, I'm um, oh, sorry, a uh, fedora with safari flaps. In fedora with safari flaps. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and actually, our last question. Great question. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, the next time they fight, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions about it. And, and I'm sure everyone, all the pro anal, analyze, uh, anal, analyzers, analysts, analysts, all the pro Which analysts one of us are, is drunk? are having a field day with it because they're just like, you know how, you know, and, and that's what the UFC has kind of been about this whole entire year has been like, there's been a couple of the real, like, how does that work? Or, you know, so I'm happy that these things keep coming up um when they do but our last question on the forum is from i clicked out of it because i thought you were gonna read it oh std it's at underscore std underscore says how good was herb's advice to tan dan first of all never heard him called tan dan Uh, even though he but he is very tan but he he lives only a couple miles from me (laughs) uh I, I think I think the best. I think uh, Herb, whenever he's not in the ring, I think his critical eye is superior to almost everyone. So yeah, yeah. And when he's not having to make those those snap judgments, I think he does does have a great mind for for the sport. Yeah. Uh, so how good? I also think it was I also great. think them talking about it was good. That dialogue, not just from yeah. Herb's side, but Dan, Dan saying as well. well. I was like, that's uh-huh. why this and Mark Radner was getting involved. How? But first of all. We didn't even talk about this. We've talked about it a lot, but we didn't even talk. How wild was it to see them deliberate on the broadcast? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Someone on the production team decided, let's film that. Let's let's show the screens. Let's show all the commission members debating. 
that was great theater for a second. That was like, okay, yeah. what's going on here? It, and then, like I said, someone decided to pull it. And they cut back to the in cage camera, but I was like, yeah, but it's 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 really important. I mean, they do they do. I mean, shit, fucking football games, man. Whenever they they fucking film the ref watching the tape, you know what I mean? Like and coming back to the field. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 important to watch, especially like I said, they film the dialogue and everything. And and yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, they're mic'd up. Good, good advice Herb, for Herb. Her. They Herb thought he was not mic'd. He was like whispering in Dan's ear. He was like trying to whisper. Yeah. It's like, hey man, you're mic'd up. It is what it is, but it was good. So yeah. That is the form. That's it, baby. And I want to double check. Our shout outs and then we got to do our picks. Yeah, let's do the picks and we'll end with the shout outs. All right. Let's get to this uh, this pick. Picking. All right. Our first fight of what's it called? What is it even called? It's just called it's a fight in a UFC fight in Darren versus Rodriguez. Um, yeah. We got Phil Hawes versus Darren Wynn. I have Hawes only because, so that he can afford to get a new haircut. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got Phil Hawes as well, mostly because he's also good. <laughs> I don't rate Duran Win. Okay, I think he's he's got such a weird body type where he can't physically get any lower than one eighty five. Even and, and even he sometimes has trouble making one eighty five. But homie is five six. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you know, and then shout out to all the short five, kings. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, you're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> did you say fight picks no i said five thicks like thick. five thicks i was gonna say time for our fight picks like <laughs> the same, same inflection uh yeah i also like phil haas i think yeah. i think he's got a lot of potential i mean he honestly i kind of see him we don't usually predict the method but i i don't think Duran wood makes it to the bell yeah neither do i i see phil haas winning by turning around and showing him the bad hair hair he has <laughs> He does our shows in the bad air. Drawn's like, oh my god, tap! <laughs> what? Just tap. Is that a spiral? Is that is that intentional or did you? <laughs> Are you balding in a spiral? I don't understand. And then while he's in there, confused, Phil all turns around and just fucking knocks him out. All right. Uh, uh, next fight we have a uh, Sabina Mazo versus Maria Agapova. Agapova. She's wearing a fucking t-shirt in her thing, which. It's fine. It just she kind of looks like a model. She's kind of like a, Who, like a Calvin Klein or model. Maria? Maria, I think. What are you looking? At? I'm on Google. It doesn't have. I'm on UFC. UFC. She lo- she looks like a Calvin Klein model, and it's really weird. All right. Uh, it's weird that they have the same exact record. I'm definitely taking Sabina though. Okay, I would take Sabina as well because I know about all these fighters. Colombiana uh, queen. All mm. right. Next fight we have is um, Tim Elliott versus Mateus. Mateus Nicolau. Mm. Nicolau, um, you won't ever. Well, I mean, not never, but catch you mostly against Tim Elliott. Yeah, you'll you mostly will never catch me picking and I'm against there Tim too. Elliott. I'm with you. I love uh, that guy. Next fight we have is Randy Brown versus Jared Godin. Jared Gooden. Godin. I said Godin. What the fuck? <laughs> Jared Gooden. Easy name to pronounce. Anyways, Randy Brown versus Jared Gooden. Um, They're all easy names to pronounce. It's oh, that's a yeah, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> Randy Brown. Uh, I got Randy Brown. I got I got Gooden. Randy Rude Boy Brown. 
Gooden may actually win. This is a close fight, and I, I feel like I don't know Gooden well enough. Like, if I was to bet on this fight, I would probably do some tape study or something or whatever. But I like Randy a lot. I like him. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't like Anand. him early on because, uh, like, he was on Dana White looking for a fight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Dana White liked his performance, which was justified. He had an amazing performance. And then Dana White comes back and was like, hey, you look great, kid, or whatever. They try and make, have this, like, TV moment. And he's, he was super eager. He was like, is this it? Is this the offer of a contract? I was just like, oh, don't do that. And then because he had that, like, yeah, no, exactly. And because they had, like, this whole, like, um, what's it called? Like, hype from the show. That was, like, the first season. Uh, He had, like, a decision in his first fight. He didn't kind of, like, perform the way people thought based on he had this, like, really nasty, like, knee KO in his Dana White uh, looking for a fight fight. He was on the, like, uh, what's called the post fight press conference? We're like, I promise I'll be more exciting, guys. And I was just like, Bro, you're already here. Like, just and then he started to get more exciting. And now I'm like on the fucking train. Like his last fight when he got that one arm rear naked trouble. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Okay, then you you made a fan. I'm picking Randy Brown now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Love that for you. Uh, love my wishy washiness. Uh, yeah. Um. It's the best part about being an MMA fan. You get to be wishy-washy. It's so good, dude. And it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got Mackenzie Dern versus Marina Rodriguez. I like Marina. I think she can avoid the submissions long enough. I got Mackenzie. And her striking is really good. Mainly because of that dump truck she's got mm, dump truck yeah well, uh i think i think mckenzie's just uh her striking's getting better honestly like i'm not super confident in the marina pick i'm not gonna lie but i just feel like during sometimes a little bit overhyped that's kind of why i'm like you know whatever but like her striking's getting better and she has no fear when it comes to that it's like she doesn't give a fuck she'll get inside she's like i'm gonna do what i do and i'm gonna implement my jujitsu yeah, I think, like I said, on paper it looks like the fight has the the card has a potential to, to be a stinker, but it, you know, who knows? Yep. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the friendly sparring podcast episode six, I think. Okay, dude. <laughs> thirty-two episode thirty-two. Wow, episode thirty-two coming to an end. Coming to an end. You guys can follow me. On Twitter at LeoGH and Instagram at LeoGH2113. You can follow uh, I, t- me at Friendly Spar Pod. Mm-hmm. Don't follow my personal account. Not interested in that. Just kidding. Yeah, he's I'll yeah, add you with I, that shit. Yeah, miss yeah. him with that shit though. Uh, for him. me, um, follow my yeah, OnlyFans yeah, burner. Tell your friends to follow me and I won't follow them. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny too? Like you're starting to get more and more active on Twitter. To the point where I'm, yeah, I mean, you're still lurking a little bit. Whenever I see, like, sometimes I'll, I'll go to your page and I'll see mutuals, like who, who else follows you. I assume that most people from MMA Twitter that are following you are people that are listening to the podcast. Mm. So sometimes I'll look and I'll be like, oh, that person listens. And then I remember the way Twitter works. That's probably not the case. Yeah. But at the end of the day, 
we got we got the great the greatest supporters, dude. The who fucking... we almost forgot to shout out just now. Oh no, I didn't. I got it pulled up. I just you you might have been trying to end it, but I got I'm fucking the one that's pushing record. Well, let's shout him out. Yeah. Want to give a special thanks to all the patrons who who make this podcast possible. Callum, APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross, Filthy Casual, Feet, Dave L, Phil the MMA Dude, Jimmy the Drunk, Tricky Dick, Mixed a Man, Anonymous, and David Everett. You guys are the best. Literally, Thank I just listed off the best people in the whole world. Thank you all so much for, yeah. for listening and supporting. We, we we would probably still do this podcast without you, but the fact that you're here warms our hearts. Honestly, couldn't have said it better myself. Also, if you're listening and you want some fr- uh, friendly sparring merch, check out our Red Bubble, huh? You yeah, might be able to search shirt. friendly sparring because that's the name of the logo that I have. And you might find it, but the shop is under FWM Pod because it's an older show. Uh, it's also the link in my bio on the Friendly Sparpod Twitter account because I know it's the one thing that you might need a link for. It's not easily searchable, even though people always like, like half the patrons that we have, half of them messaged me, hey man, I can't find it. <laughs> Just go on our Twitter, click the link in the bio. Link in the bio. One day we'll make a link tree. That's how, that's how the uh, a lot of people have where they have that's like one link for do. like. Yeah. Don't worry, by episode 50, we'll be professional. People will be paying us yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah, by episode 50, we'll be fucking kings. You know what I mean? Yeah. 